Hello and welcome to the Hallelujah podcast. I'm your host, Grace, and I'm beyond excited to have you here today. At Hallelujah, my mission is to provide a space where you can grow in your faith, be encouraged, and gain an understanding of God's word. In our episode today, we're continuing in our Christian dating series, which I have been absolutely enjoying so much so far. And today we're welcoming another guest onto the podcast, the lovely Diane McKim from across the other side of the world in the US again. And she's the the founder and owner of Precious Stones Coaching. And today we're going to hear more about her story, but also talk about the topic of how God prepares us in the waiting and what to do when you think you found the one. So welcome to the Hallelujah Podcast, Diane. Thank you, Grace. I'm so excited to be here. And you're right, boy, we are on opposite sides of the world. I'm in New York State for those who are wondering where in the US I am, just over the border from New Jersey. Perfect. My morning and your night, which is amazing. (laughs) I I love the technology. We can just do this kind of thing. But first of all, Diane, tell me a little bit about so where you're from, how you came to know Jesus, and yeah, a bit about bit about your testimony. Sure. So I grew up about 10 minutes from where I am right now. My parents still live in the same home that I grew up in. And um, that's wonderful because I get to see them as much as I would like to and can, you know, build into my schedule to go there. Um, And so I was raised in a particular way. I knew about God and Jesus, but I didn't really know him. And I would say uh, I was married. I had my two little children and my husband uh, left. And so I was separated and going through a really nasty divorce. And about six months after he left is when I came to know Jesus through mm-hmm. divine it's divine appointments, really. And um, it's been a journey since then. That was a long time ago. And mm-hmm. um, I can't even imagine what my life would be like without him now. I know mm-hmm. what a mess it was before. <laughs> and so um, that was the impetus that changed everything in my life. Mm -hmm. I was a single mom for a long time, about 14 or so years. And um, then I met my current husband. Mm -hmm. Uh, I met him at a small group at church and we are married now 15 years or so. So it's been quite a journey and um, learned a lot. God never wastes anything. And so whatever happens in our lives, I always I'm so amazed at how he can use all of it to help us, to grow us, but to also help others, which is part Mm -hmm. of what we're doing right now, right today through this podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I always love hearing people's God redemption stories as well. And you're absolutely right that even though we can go through these awful things in life, whether it's health related Mm -hmm. or marriage, relationships, friendships, God can always turn that negative for good. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm looking forward to hearing more about that today. But before we get into the main topic, can you tell me a little bit about how you met your now husband? Sure. So I was attending church and um, so around the same time as I met him or a little before that, both of my children left to go live with their father a few months Mm. apart. So I was kind of on my own and I felt like some stirring that maybe I needed a different church. And so God kind of brought me through a work situation to a different church and um, met some people there and was looking for small groups because the church I had been attending was very, very tiny, like 30 some people. And they didn't really have a lot of options for small groups. So this was a much bigger church and I wasn't planning to attend there. I just was curious what kinds of small groups they had. And so a newly formed group um, was mentioned to me. It was all singles, single adults, Mm. and it wasn't 
for matchmaking purposes. It was just for single adults to get together and do things and experience, you know, enjoyable times together. So um, I went to, it was probably their second meeting and didn't know anyone there. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it takes a little courage to do stuff like that. Sometimes you have to step out a little bit to meet some people. Um, And I did meet my current husband there. Mm -hmm. Unbeknownst to me, he was interested immediately and I did not know that at all. And through various, yeah. So, you know, if I went into all the, we don't have time for me to go through every detail, but through different um, gatherings and things, you know, it's funny if you talk with him and you talk with me, like he was always trying to like, oh, I'll ride in Diane's car or I want to sit next to Diane (laughs) or those kinds of things. And I had no clue. I really didn't. And I really think sometimes, you know, we talk about God talks about guarding our hearts. And Mm -hmm. I think that really, because of all of the pain I had dealt with in the past, I think God really guarded my heart to not Mm -hmm. see things until it was time to see it. Yeah. Um, And he literally had to tell me he liked me. But if I went through all of the scenarios we experienced together, you'd be like, how could you have not known he liked you? But I didn't, I didn't recognize it. And, um, Mm. and so anyway, so that's, it was just a slow process of recognition, I guess, of, of getting to know this person. Mm. And, um, you know, my first husband, since I wasn't a Christian, he wasn't a Christian, but after becoming a Christian, it was really important to me that my husband, should God have one for me, would be a Christian. And that, um, I was never interested in a lot of dates. I didn't just want to have mm-hmm. a date for the sake of a date. I really just wanted the one. And yeah. so um, I didn't have a lot of dates. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, I actually was involved with someone and had been engaged to someone else. Mm-hmm. And then um, just some things got revealed and I just felt I needed clarity from the Lord. Yeah. So I took my Bible and went off to the beach, which is where I hear from the Lord so often. Mm-hmm. And really very short time after being there, I, I heard that it wasn't from him. So I had to mm. break that. And then it probably was wow. another five years before I met my current husband. So there was wow. a lot of times without someone in mm. my life, honestly, in all of those years. But um, one of the things that I started to pray mm. was that if God had someone for me, that he would prepare me for that person and prepare yeah. that person for me. Yeah. But if it wasn't God's will that I should ever have another partner in life, that he would take the desire away. Yeah, that's good. Because at that point, I guess I had arrived enough in a mature way with my walk mm. that I felt if it is from God, it will be wonderful. But if it's not from God, then even mm. though I might think I want someone, it's never going to be as good as what he mm. would have for me. Yeah, so I walk around good. with a desire that is not from him. And so mm-hmm. I kind of stuck with that. Um, and I believe God honored it. He didn't mm-hmm. need to bring a bunch of men into my life and he didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had a lot of growing and uh, releasing of things that, you know, I had stumbled and tripped and, you know, inappropriate kinds of things. And, you know, mm-hmm. you make mistakes and you trip and you do the wrong thing and you go, oh, that didn't do that. That wasn't what I should have done. And so um, I needed some refinement and so did my mm-hmm. current husband. So yeah that's good and we'll talk i guess more about specifically (laughs) what what you know how god prepares us in that waiting Mm -hmm. but i love what you said when you were talking about how it's like almost god had not blinders over your eyes but he he protected you from Mm -hmm. 
kind of until the right time seeing that he was your husband. And I was just talking about that exact thing yesterday with a friend who is who is now married and and she all of this time almost exactly the same story where as soon as they met, I think it was at a Bible study as well, that he was interested, you know, at church and he was kind of talking to her and she just had no interest in him at all, thought not my type, like didn't even consider the guy. And then, yeah, it took on her birthday him actually saying, hey, I like you. And then everything, it was like when when he looked at her in that moment, she it's like she just saw Jesus in his eyes and that was the moment for her where everything changed. Yeah. So I love that, that that actually can be a prayer that we pray and God just go, shield me from any distractions from men who isn't it like men who isn't it don't don't let anyone pursue me unless it's my husband so I've I've heard a lot of people have have that same kind of experience yeah but I had no idea that even for you it was such a such a long journey between that engagement and then meeting your current Mm -hmm. husband Mm -hmm. so I'd love to hear more about what that kind of season of life looked like for you I imagine it was quite quite hard or yeah it was Mm. grace it was mixed you know um i was i was working i worked full-time the whole time i was a mom single mom i worked Mm. full-time so you know i was juggling life um but after my children left when i was on my own that was a different season for sure right so here i am by myself um but regardless whether you have kids you don't have kids whether you live home with parents whether you're on your own none of that Mm. matters it's really what are you doing with your life yeah. And so I was going to church, I was reading my Bible, I was making mm. friends, I was doing things with friends. I was enjoying life overall, but that's not mm. to say I didn't have moments of loneliness. Of course yeah. I did, um, or felt alone, um, or missing, like having someone in my life, or wanting yeah. to go somewhere, like maybe I wanted to go out or do something, um, there's nobody to do that with, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, and sometimes at church, I would sit there and I'd see couples and sometimes it would put a smile on my face and sometimes mm-hmm. it would hurt my heart. Yeah. So I think that's just real and that's just life. And mm-hmm. if we are okay with our life in general, then we can be okay in those hard moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think the Lord will help with that. So my encouragement to anyone who's watching, listening Spend the time with Jesus. Mm. He's got to fill every gap, every lonely moment. Life is not about having it perfect. It's never Mm. going to be perfect, but we need to do our life with excellence, whatever that is. And he's the only perfect one. And he knows Mm. your past, your present, and your future. So why not spend the time with him and let him guide the steps and let him direct the steps? Um, is it tempting if a guy has interest in you and you're like, Ooh, that's nice. Sure. It's tempting. And maybe you even begin to see, is this the right person? Mm. But always seeking the spirit's guidance and wisdom and discernment to know mm. so that you're not ending up in a situation or a relationship where you've been with this person for a very long time. And then you realize yeah. this is not right. Cause yeah. that's much harder than not having anyone. Mm. Yeah. yeah, no, that's good. And yeah, I think you're right. Like I've I've just heard so many stories of people who were together for years and years and years as Christians mm-hmm. and they're either not sure, but because they've been together for so long, it's almost like that sunken time fallacy that it's like, well, we've been together for so long, mm-hmm. we have this life together and you know, I'm even though we're maybe not really sure, just kind of continue and we'll see. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think one thing that I found really, really valuable is 
especially just with that intentionality of dating and really because you're as a Christian dating for marriage, just going, is this person actually suitable for marriage? You can work that out, you know, pretty pretty early on with the dating. I would think in, within the first few months you should really be determining is at least this someone I can see myself moving forward with? Do you have to get married at the end of a few months? No, absolutely not. But, I mean, I've heard stories of, of that happening and, and it being successful. But for the most part, I think exactly like you said, really just being intentional in those first few months to determine and look at their character, look at their walk with God. Is this someone who has is showing the fruit of a really solid relationship with God? And if not, is it potentially right person, wrong time, or is just this just something that I or he needs to call off because it's not right, not suitable? Yeah. But mm-hmm. yes, I think that's really good advice. And and even what you said at the start, just I can so relate to that. You know, in in the in the waiting, you you have times of of being happy and joyful, and it's lovely just being single. But you also have times where it's like, oh, I really just have this this longing to be married, this longing to meet someone. And I think especially around Christmas, like we're filming this just just a week or so out from Christmas and yeah. it's in this season, I think that it, it can be especially hard as the year wraps up and it's like, oh, yes. you know, this time last year I was hoping that I would meet someone next year. But, again, you know, here I am at the end of the year, I haven't met anyone and and just the the time of spending it with family and friends, it, it, I think especially around this time of year, it can just be really hard as yeah. well. So it's yeah, it's it's hard to trust God in those times, but even sometimes when you don't feel it, like I've found for myself just going, you know what, Lord, this is how I'm feeling. It doesn't doesn't feel great, but I know that you are good and I I'm choosing to trust you in this even when I can't Absolutely. see, see the, the fruit of it at this point in time. Yeah. You know but it's the couple mm. of things that you just triggered in my in my thoughts. Um be very careful if you are a Christian mm. and you want to marry a Christian, you want to ultimately be with a Christian. Yeah. Don't yeah. settle for someone who is not. Yeah. I've known too many couples yeah. where they did get married and the person chose the person because they fell in love with them, but they weren't a Christian. Mm. And over time that really becomes an issue. It just yeah. does. Um, yeah. So be wary of that. Don't just walk into mm. that, those kinds of relationships because you'll end up getting hurt. Over, mm. over. If you really want to keep your walk with the Lord strong, you need to have a partner who's strong in that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, Victory. oh, gee, what was the other thing I was going to say? Hmm. Um, I just went totally out of my head. <laughs> but I think I think there's a lot of things. Oh, I know what it was. The the um, When you are in a time without someone in your life, build a life for yourself. Yeah. And so... What did I do with my spare time? Sometimes I was just home, enjoying my home. I have a house mm-hmm. to take care of. So I was, you know, maintaining <laughs> my home. But I would also, if I wanted to go to the beach, I would pack up my car and with whatever I needed, my beach chair and so on. And I would go to the beach or I would find out mm-hmm. what kinds of events were taking place. And if there was something yeah. I wanted to go to, I went. Yeah. And I felt... um Sometimes I missed having someone there, but the nice part, like you have to kind of look at both sides, right? Don't just mm-hmm. pine or I don't have someone to go with, but think about I'm free to come and go as I please. Mm-hmm. I can go in my car. I can leave if I want. I don't have to mm-hmm. think about anyone else if I want to do this or do that. And so there's a lot of blessing in building a life for you. And you learn how to mm-hmm. become independent enough 
that you can be okay on your own. Yeah. And that's really, when you think about it, do you want someone who needs a person or do you want someone who's okay on their own, but wants to have you in their life? Right? Mm. So there's, there's a lot of um, benefit to being okay on your own and then being ready for when they, when, and if God yeah. brings that person into your yeah. life. Yeah. Well, that's one other good. thing that I wanted to say, when you want to find out if someone's really a strong Christian, mm. there's a one way that you can is ask them to see their Bible. Mm. If their Bible like is kind of never, first of all, if they have a Bible, but then if their Bible looks like they've never opened it, that tells you one mm. thing. But if their Bible, you can tell it's been worn or maybe there's all kinds of markings in it or highlights in it. It tells you that they're using it. Yeah. And that's an indication. It's not a guarantee, but it is an indication that mm. this person is, is walking with the Lord. Yeah. That's a really good piece of practical advice, how to actually determine <laughs> if someone's a good Christian. Cause there's so many things you can go, well, you know, I might see them at church and they can be worshiping or they can be serving in a team mm. and, and all of those are good markers, but it's, it's really easy to do that on a Sunday and then go home that afternoon, the whole mm -hmm. rest of the week, not actually be walking out your faith as well. So that's, that's a good practical marker because you're not, only just opening up your Bible on Sunday, but you can actually see that it's something that yeah. they're doing throughout the week as well. Yeah. And it, it reminded me of a, a, a question that one of my friends actually asked. And I love this question. When I first met her, she asked me and I was like, oh, that's, that's really good. It's very different to the, how are you know, what do you do for work? What are your hobbies? Um, she goes, what, like kind of what, what is God teaching you at this mm -hmm. season in your life? And then that can really catch you off guard. If, if you're not someone, a, a person of prayer and you're actually speaking to God, it's hard to answer what, what's he teaching you or, you know, what's, what's on your heart, what's he bringing you into. So Absolutely. that's a really cool one as well. And, and then you can also just pick up on their relationship with God as well and, and just see, mm -hmm. see what it's like too. How, how, does, how do they actually communicate with God and, and what does he speak to them? Yeah, and you know, especially yeah, that person may may be a great person, but maybe they're just mm. not quite ready for a serious commitment, yeah. and they need mm. some more work, some more refinement, or maybe they yeah. need something, or maybe you do. Yeah, and so there's nothing wrong with saying, you know what, we need to put a pause in this relationship, and I need to go do the work that I need to do, mm. and let's see if we come back together if it's from the Lord. Yeah. Um, that takes courage. But it's also wisdom, godly wisdom, to make mm -hmm. sure that you really are ready. Because I always say, go into a relationship with your eyes wide open when you're dating. Mm. Um, wide open, see everything. But once mm. you get married, you kind of have to close those eyes a little bit yeah. because some mm. of those little things will start to become irritants. Mm. And mm. if you let them escalate, they become big things. Mm. And you need to accept and make room for the other person. Mm. Um, and I could tell you lots of stories about how my current husband and I had to figure some of those things out, but mm. you have to, you have to kind of balance that. It can be a hard journey in that waiting as well. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing that I found when I first came to faith, I thought, oh yes, you know, going to meet this great Christian guy straight away. And you can have all these expectations for this amazing husband or, or wife, if you're a man. But then one thing that really changed it for me was going, okay, so the kind of person that I'm looking for, I have to be the person that the person I'm looking for is looking for. Mm -hmm. So you really do have to have that time to look inward and go, am I a person of prayer? Do I have a, just like you said, am I reading my Bible? Am I mm -hmm. making notes? Am I highlighting? And, 
and really just making sure that you're in a position as well for the person that you're looking for the person that you're looking for as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, another thing in the waiting time, you know, when I talked about being independent and, and going off and doing things that you enjoy, but mm-hmm. there's also a way of um, giving that will mm-hmm. fill your heart in a way that others cannot. So serving in some capacity mm-hmm. in some organization at church and, you know, the holiday times, there's a lot of people who are worse off than wherever you're mm-hmm. at. Um, you know, shelters, I assume you have similar things there in Australia, shelters yeah. and, and things. Um, find ways to give back. Yeah. And it's amazing when you kind of come outside of yourself, how that changes your perspective and it makes mm-hmm. you feel good. And then the Lord will fill you with a sense of joy that you wouldn't have without serving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very true. Very true. And I, um, yeah, I found very similar as, as well. Like I, I didn't actually, I didn't grow up in church serving much. I didn't really, you know, you know of things like soup kitchens mm-hmm. or homeless mm-hmm. outreach, but you never do it. And I, I don't know what it's like in, in New York, but definitely in Australia, it's very, um, there's very much a stigma around homelessness and, and you just hear the way that people talk about people living on the streets. It's, it's it's awful to hear anyway, but it's especially awful when you're actually involved in street outreach and mm-hmm. you get you get to know them. You get to just see their beautiful hearts and mm-hmm. and in a lot of the times just the the really devastating circumstances that they come from. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that that's been one thing for me that I has been just such a joy in in my walk is is when I started serving in different areas of outreach or, or ministry like that. It, yeah, it's it's so beautiful because you get to do the things that Jesus would do as well. Mm-hmm. He didn't just meet with all the perfect people in business suits in the nice meetings for, out for expensive lunches. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus was with the prostitutes. He was with the the outcasts of society, and and that's mm-hmm. something that sometimes when you can put aside your situation, whether it's you know, oh, I feel lonely because it's Christmas again, and like I'm not married, and I really wanted to be instead of you know, you can feel those emotions and and it's okay like I've I've certainly felt that in previous years and especially this year I'm I'm definitely feeling it but just to mm-hmm. be able to go you know what how how can I pour out into other people and mm-hmm. and at the end of the day Christmas is it's a, it's about Jesus we're so thankful for our savior's birth whether it's specifically Christmas day mm-hmm. or whatever the actual day he was born um but yeah just being able to pour out into other people and going Hey, it's it's just a day. How can we love on people who really do feel the pinch and are lonely because they've got no friends, no family, they're living on the streets, they don't have this big, beautiful Christmas lunch in a lovely home. Mm-hmm. How can I just love, love and serve them? So yeah, I love that part too. Um, but tell me a little bit about so I know we we've spoken a bit how how God prepares us in in that dating or, or the waiting season of life but when you think you've potentially found the one how how do you know what what do you do how do you navigate it in terms of the the god element of it and, and taking that before him but also just the very practical wisdom as well in terms of just finding a spouse can you tell me a bit about your thoughts on that i, I think really it all comes down to your relationship with the lord and mm-hmm. what are you doing with him? So uh, if we are looking for perfection in whomever it is that we are involved with, we'll never find that person. 
Mm. Same thing in any capacity. You look for perfection at a church. You look for perfection at work. You look, you're you never going to find that anywhere mm. because there was only one perfect person. Mm. What you look for is excellence. What you look for is a heart who seeks after the Lord. You look for mm. a heart that is um, humble. You look for someone who is uh, willing to acknowledge their mistakes and errors mm. and seek forgiveness um, but also someone who's encouraging you and yeah. uplifting you and supporting your efforts and energies, what those are, whatever those mm -hmm. may be, and vice versa, you need to do the same. So I think it takes time. Um, rushing into it is probably not wise um, because then what will happen is, it, let's just say you rush, and rush could be six months, I don't know, whatever rush is in, in each person's you know, mm -hmm. time frame, but rushing into something, you could end up getting married and you could feel great for a while, but then the life part of it, just the everyday mm -hmm. comes into it. And now you have to work through some of the things that maybe you should have worked through mm -hmm. prior to getting married. Mm -hmm. um, or you find out that those things that you didn't think were going to be a problem are a problem. And so mm -hmm. either way, if you do end up in a situation where you do marry someone, you're committed You've made a commitment to the Lord, to this person and to yourself, and now you need mm. to work at it. Mm. And even if everything was perfect and you know for without a shadow of doubt that this is the one the Lord has for you, you'll still need to work at it <laughs> because every relationship requires work mm. and compromise and give and take. Mm. Um, and so I think we just need to be prepared for that. Mm. And we have to... Um, not be very self-centered and self-focused. We have to be careful not to grumble when the mm. person doesn't live up to our expectations mm. um, and give that all over to the Lord because ultimately mm. I'm only responsible for me. I am not responsible for what the other person does or doesn't do. Yeah. I am the one who's going to stand before the Lord one day and account yeah. for my, my actions and mm. behaviors, right? And so while you're in this waiting time, and you've met someone and it's exciting. Mm -hmm. It is exciting. There's nothing you can, I mean, it's, it brings joy to your heart, makes you feel good mm -hmm. as a woman. We feel prettier as maybe as a guy, they feel more handsome. I don't know. <laughs> um, but you know, it's, it's exciting to meet someone and start to get to know them, yeah. but you have to go past that. You have to get past that excitement phase and see, is this person the kind of person I want to spend time with? Like you had said, before grace, right? Is mm. this the person I could see myself with? Yeah. Uh, are there things mm. about them that I don't like, but I can live with? Yeah. Are there things about them that um, this is just not for me? Mm. Uh, this is this, or or maybe even we need to have a real heart to heart conversation about what does mm. marriage look like to that person? Mm. What do they believe it should or shouldn't be? What are their real faith beliefs? Because we can Christian is a label, but there's a lot mm. underneath it and not everyone is in agreement. Um, and yeah. I think that's important that you understand what their beliefs are versus your yeah. beliefs. Yeah. What is their, you know, when you look at a church website, you can go to their beliefs page and see what they believe in. Well, yeah, each person doesn't come with a belief page, but you need to talk about those things. Yeah. So Maybe that, you should start that. If you're looking at doing Christian dating, you just have to wear a shirt that has here are all my beliefs. <laughs> Here's what I'm looking for. Here are my beliefs. Here's my number if you think that might be suitable. 
because it's important, right? I mean, I just these are basics and we kind of forget that, oh, they're a Christian. Oh, they go to church. But that doesn't mean that you are in alignment. And God mm-hmm. tells us to be equally yoked. And equally yoked doesn't yeah. just mean Christian to Christian. It does also mean, do we really believe the same things? Yeah. Where there might be some slight differences, are those something that's going to cause a real problem mm-hmm. going down the road? Or are they going to be easily rectified and not a problem. So you have to really use a lot of discernment and a lot of wisdom while you're in yeah. a relationship trying to figure out, is this the one? Yeah, that's good. And I think just like what you said at the end, there, there are probably going to be some really foundational Christian beliefs that you have to align on. And then there may be some secondary or tertiary things where if mm-hmm. you are aligned on it, great, but it's it's not it's not the end of the world. Similar things with churches as well. Like if you have fundamental disagreements on things like Jesus or God or the Holy Spirit or what what that looks like, really, really core foundational beliefs, like whether Jesus is God or whether he actually Mm -hmm. rose from the dead, things like that. That's that's enough to for a church to split or to not be going to that church because you really need to align yourself with what you believe biblically as well. But Mm -hmm. exactly the same for relationships and if you you just like you said you can have a, a christian but they mm-hmm. can actually not be walking that out or, or believing the things that that christians yeah. should believe in and sometimes that's why you know even in those first few dates just to really be able to sit down and and just have a heart to heart that it's like is is this someone who just labels himself as a christian or is this someone who picks up their cross daily to follow jesus do they actually love Jesus do they do they know him yeah. so intimately that he he is the the first person they think about when they wake up and the last person they think about or talk to when they go to sleep in yeah and things like that yeah really really important yeah. to work on and I think sometimes there can be a real maturity as well about just being able to discuss that up front and yeah, yeah hey maybe you're really attracted to this person you'd have a really fun lifestyle but also just practically going is is this someone that I can see myself walking out ministry with for the rest of my life because it's no longer just me and God and whatever he wants me to do it's this is the person that you're bonded with you're yoked with for the rest of your life and you'll both be serving Jesus alongside each other so yeah yeah, that's that's good advice and and um one thing that you said I was just, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'll fill it. I'll say what I was going to say after. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> One thing as well that really stuck out to me with what you said, even just the, the not rushing into it too, mm-hmm. because I think that can be, you know, there's no set time frame for what is rushing for every person, like you said. But I think a lot of what it can come down to is for these two people, are they are they spiritually and emotionally mature people do they already have the character and if Mm -hmm. I think if if people already have that really strong foundation of people really good track record of how they deal with pain and grief and what are they like when they're happy but what are they also like when they're sad and grumpy and tired Mm -hmm. or fasting and and things like that absolutely Um, yeah I think that that really can Mm -hmm. then impact what is rushing for some people Mm because rushing for some people if they're immature you know, getting married in two years could be rushing it. But you could also have two really, really solid, mature believers who've put in the work, they've healed from all of their past emotional stuff, they've worked through it all, really solid relationship with God. And you hear stories of people going from dating to married in three months and 20 years later, they're still married. 
Mm-hmm. So it can happen, but just mm-hmm. seeing more maturity and, and theirs. But yeah, sorry, you, you were going to say before as yeah, well. Yeah, I was just going to say one of the things to really be careful with is um, to not put yourself into compromising situations because that can really mm-hmm. cause a problem, right? As, you know, mm-hmm. if you're attracted to this person, there's going to be more than just an emotional attraction. There's going to be physical attractions and you have mm-hmm. to be very careful that you don't put yourself in, in those circumstances that's going to cause you to slip. Um, Mm -hmm. It happens, it does happen, and you need to repent if it does. And God doesn't like kick you out because (laughs) you made a mistake, but Mm -hmm. it can, it can harm the relationship. And so just be really careful that um, you really give that a lot of consideration. What does that look like for you? And Mm -hmm. where do you need to be careful? Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. Well, the last question that I have is, do you have any advice for people who are in the waiting season at the moment. Maybe it's people like myself and it's been almost my whole Christian walk just the past four <laughs> years of, of coming back where it's been that really beautiful season of waiting, but you also have that longing to be married as well. Or maybe it's people who've just come out of a relationship that they thought was it and it's not all people who have just been Christians their whole life, single their whole life, whatever phase that people are in, do you have any advice for that waiting season yeah it's going to be a lot of what i've already shared honestly Mm -hmm. grace it's going to be um the lord is your husband the lord is your guide the lord is the one and he knows he knows and so go to him Mm -hmm. share your heart with him he already knows what you're feeling and what's going on in your life anyway so be real and genuine with him Mm -hmm. if you slip up if you make a mistake if you do the thing that you shouldn't have done or didn't do the thing you should have done, go to him. Um, it, it, you know, Paul wrote that in Romans for a reason. And then Romans 8, 1, right? There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. So be real with Jesus and let him fill those empty gaps um, and, and really work on yourself. And work on yourself can just be go and do something you enjoy and find delight in the world that the Lord has placed you in delight in the people that he's placed you or, you know, have placed in your life, delight in his word, delight in whatever it is you have giftings and talents and skills and abilities that he's given you, mm-hmm. use them, use them for his glory, honor and glorify him in all that you do. And he will bless you. He will bless you in mm-hmm. the best way that he possibly can. And all of his blessings are better than anything any one of us mm-hmm. could dream of if we all yeah. dream together all day long. Yeah. Yeah, that's very that's very good. And one verse as well that has been really foundational for me, um, sometimes in those seasons of waiting or just life generally, you know, Matthew 6, 33, where it talks about mm-hmm. seeking first the kingdom and then all these things will be added to you. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes we can really focus on, oh, you know, I really desire marriage and I have to go out and date people and find someone and, and that's my key focus. Or it could be I really have to you know, build my business or get this finance or get this car mm-hmm. or get into this position at church, you know, whatever that looks like. It, it's so, it's, I think it's so normal for us to focus on those things. But I think this verse is a really beautiful encouragement for us. And it's like, when you first seek the kingdom, just like you said, seek Jesus first, seek, seek his face and, and yeah. seek to grow in your relationship with him. And all these things will be added. 
all these things will be added, including your marriage, including whatever happens in your ministry or church or yeah. the finances or the job or just the, the beautiful provision of God will always flow from that when we diligently seek him. So, yeah, I guess that's an extra little encouragement from a, a verse two about just seeking mm-hmm. first the kingdom and about all these things will be added to you even when you can't see it because we walk by faith not by sight (laughs) right even though you can't see your gorgeous christian husband right now (laughs) god's got him (laughs) so yeah have have faith in that um but diane i would love for you as well just to before we wrap us up in prayer can you tell me a little bit about where people can find more more about you sure well my website is preciousstonescoaching.com you can go on there. I'm on LinkedIn as well. Diane McKim, D-I-A-N-N-E, M-C, capital K-I-M is my name. You can find me on LinkedIn as well. Feel free to reach out, connect, tell me you've seen me, heard me on this podcast. Um, I'd be excited to chat with you. Um, mm-hmm. On my website, there is a. you can go to the contact page and set up a quick connection with me to have a free discovery call. If you want to talk about coaching or in any mm-hmm. capacity, I've done career coaching and confidence coaching and life coaching and all kinds of categories. So, and spiritual coaching as well. So if you yeah. have a desire and you would like to work with me, I'm happy to talk mm-hmm. with you. Um, and we yeah. can just see if that's a good fit. And I always say, as long as you speak English and you have a zoom connection or something, an internet <laughs> connection, we can, we can meet regardless of where you yeah. live. So <laughs> Yeah. So I'm here and um, I'm happy to have a conversation with anyone who would like to. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. It's been such a joy. I just, there's something about, especially when it comes to Christian women who have been doing this journey of, of life and marriage and, and all of that for so long, so faithfully, it's such a joy. There's such a, a stability and, and comfort, I think, in, in seeing people who, who have just been walking with the Lord for so long. And yeah, I just love that you've been able to share so much wisdom, um, but mm. just in such a beautiful, peaceful way. It's it's not frantic. It's not stressful. It's just trusting in the Lord, sharing your experience. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been a real joy to have you on and, and just get to chat more about this topic. And there's been lots of good little nuggets that we've shared as well. But Diane, if you're happy to, I would love for you just to to wrap us up in prayer. Just a quick prayer for anyone who maybe is in that waiting season at the moment or just struggling in their relationship or trying to work out if they're the one. If, if you're happy to, that would be such a blessing. Happy to do that. So Heavenly Father, we come before you, Lord, and we thank you for who you are, for your presence, for your word. That is you, Lord, that guides us in all truth. I just ask, Lord, for anyone who's watching or will watch um, in the future, Father, this podcast episode, Father, that you would speak to their hearts through the Holy Spirit. Whatever their circumstances and situations may be, you know them. You know them intimately, Father. I pray that they would be drawn even closer to you, Father, that their relationship with you would grow and deepen. Father God, I pray that they would have a hunger for your word, Lord God, and I pray that you would direct their steps, Lord, and Prepare them, Father, for what you have for them. If that is to be with someone, prepare them and prepare that other person. If that is not to be with someone, I pray you take desires away that are not of you, Lord, and fill their hearts with the desires that are from you, Lord God. And I just pray, Father, that you would just bless each person, Father, that as they watch, as they listen, as they are just now hearing this prayer, Father, that they would sense your presence 
and that they would be filled with joy and truth and their faith would grow. And I just thank you. And I pray all of this in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Well, Diane, thank you again so much for coming on. It's been such a pleasure to talk about you and I. I just love all these topics around singleness and dating and eventually one day, God willing, you know, I'll be here and be able to talk and share about the wisdom of of marriage and that that whole journey. But yeah, Diane, thank you so much for coming on. It's it's been a real joy and I'm I'm so excited to see where God takes you in your ministry. Thank as well. You, Grace. Thank you. It's really been an honor and a pleasure to be with you as well. Um, I've enjoyed our time and I just, I do really pray that um, this, this whole conversation really helps Mm. others. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Well, thank you everyone so much for tuning into this episode of the Hallelujah podcast with Diane McKinn. My hope and prayer is that I will always be able to point you to Jesus and that you'll leave feeling encouraged, equipped, inspired, and ready to go out and be salt and light in this world don't forget to follow and leave a five-star review if you're enjoying this content or if you're watching on youtube make sure you like and subscribe as well Um, i'll leave all of the links to my content below as well as diane's as well if you're interested in seeing more about what she does with her coaching or or getting in contact definitely recommend that too so thanks for tuning into the hallelujah podcast and i'll see you all next time (laughs) 